Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. Hello and welcome to The Gut Goddess Show. I have an incredible episode for you today that is going to inspire and equip you to be as well, as healthy, as energized as you can be. This episode is going to help your gut microbiome and your relationship with food and help you balance your hormones and improve your energy, all while inspiring you, motivating you, and also letting you know you're not in this alone. Like, I'm right here with you. I've got you. And you're probably listening to this around the festive season. Ho, ho, ho. I hope you are doing well. Maybe you're listening to this whilst you're stuffing a turkey or making mince pies or trying to navigate deep family drama. Wherever you're at, you know, I see you. Maybe you're working over the festive seasons and you're doing tons of shift work and you hate people talking about Christmas. I used to have a job where I worked shifts over Christmas and it was annoying. So I, I do feel you if that's you. But wherever you are at, I hope that you are well. And so before we dive into this week's episode, which is going to be such a good one for you, just want to remind you of a couple of things. If you're still listening to this before the 21st of December, you can get access to my Eat and Be Merry recipe ebook. This is all of my favorite, most delicious festive recipes from stolen bites to gingerbread muffins, to Christmas cake, to brownies, to basically all the snack and treat recipes that you need so that you can enjoy Christmas, feel festive, have some treats, but also not be bloated, sluggish, tired and fatigued and enter the new year feeling more like a, I don't know, winter whale than a fabulous gut goddess. I've put it all in the Eat and Be Merry recipe ebook. It's only £11. You can buy it now if you go to keziahall.com forward slash be merry. It's basically your survival guide to the holiday season. I really, I, my philosophy is really about feasting and enjoying food. This isn't about just eat celery over Christmas. It's really about, yes, what food can you eat that's going to support your gut microbiome and your energy production and your brain and your mood and your hormones, but also how can we cultivate a good relationship with food? Because food is celebration. It is family. It is community. It is a part of the rituals we have in life and that's okay, but how can we have both? How can we feel good? support our gut, support our microbiomes and enter the new year feeling really well instead of just like this sugar, hungover, fat, awful, depressed person, which is how I used to feel by, by New Year's Eve, just from all the sugar and all the rubbish food that just really impacted my mood, my gut health and my symptoms. I just got sick of feeling that way. But I still really want to enjoy Christmas and feel like a normal person. You know, I wasn't, I didn't want to sit there and... But yes, I'll just have a green juice. <laughs> no, I want to eat mince pies. Anyway, so that is what I have, why I created the Eat and Be Merry recipe ebook. It is your guide, your survival guide to the festive season. It's only £11. Grab it now. You'll get it instantly sent in your inbox. There's over 25 recipes of savory and sweet. It's, it's mainly sweet treat recipes, but there's a couple of savory snacks in there as well. And also when you buy it, you'll also get access to my mystery masterclass happening in January. So if you know you need some accountability, a bit of support to help with your relationship with food, to have some guidance, this is perfect. It's really, really affordable, like 
super low cost available to everybody. And also you'll get some support in January in 2023 as well. So it's the perfect way to enter the new year and the Christmas season and just enjoy your food without like losing the plot with your relationship with food and with how you feel and your symptoms. So that's keziahall.com forward slash be merry. The next thing is, if you want to work with me in 2023, then you can sign up now to save your place, pay a small deposit or your first monthly payment and secure your place for the new year without having to pay my increased fees. In 2023, I'm changing up some of my programs and my price will increase. But if you know you want to work with me next year, you know you want to enter the Christmas season feeling really good, knowing you have a plan in place, knowing that stuff sorted, that come March 2023, you will have seen massive shifts. You'll have support. You'll have accountability. Things will change for you in 2023 if you want that. But you also want, and you also want to save some money, then now's a great time to book in and um, kind of pay your deposit. And then we can get started in January or February 2023. So if you want to chat more about that, if you want to find out more information, get sorted, go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's keziahall.com forward slash book. Or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at, I am Kezia Hall on Instagram, but if you just book in your free Zoom chat, it doesn't commit you to anything. There's no pressure, but it just means we can chat it through. I'll explain how it works. And then essentially you can just sign up, either pay your first uh, monthly payment. And I have um, six, eight, 10 or 12 month payment options. So I keep it super flexible or just pay a small deposit. And then we can get started whenever it suits you in January and February. So if you know you need personalized, bespoke support with weekly, daily accountability, lab testings, you know, this the full in-depth package so that you can see incredible results in 2023. Sign up now, book your call now chat it through and then you can decide because it will just save you some money and it also you know when you sign up now you won't have to pay the increased prices in 2023 but we could get started in February if that worked for you better and you just know you'll have that accountability we can start running labs over the next couple of months it'll be awesome so I do have space for new clients heading into the new year so if you want to work with me keziahall.com forward slash book keziahall.com forward slash book and if you just want some delicious festive recipes, then go to keziahall.com forward slash be merry. Okay. Essentially, you can find out all of those things at just keziahall.com. <laughs> okay. But I want to just send you so much love. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate you. Please share and review the podcast. It really means the world to me. And if you have been listening to the podcast for a long time and you just want to send a bit of love in my direction, then buying the uh, eat and be merry ebook is a great way of supporting the podcast because this podcast takes time and money to run but I'm so happy to do it because I know I get such great feedback from you guys all the time that this helps helps you to change your lives health gut hormones and skin and that is what I'm here for but if you want to send a bit of love my way this festive season and you want to eat some awesome delicious treats and come to my mystery masterclass in January then you could buy the eat and be merry recipe ebook keziahall.com forward slash be merry sending you lots of love wishing you health and joy and rest and peace and goodness and light and love and wonderfulness as we go through this festive season oh what you digest that is the topic we're looking at today so before we dive into that i just want to um 
paint a little picture and see if this resonates uh, with you. So you listen to this podcast, so you're obviously interested and mindful of your health and want to see it improve, you want to maintain it, you're aware that what you eat matters, you maybe have a couple of health issues going on that you feel maybe slightly unsatisfied at the kind of conventional route that you've been given, or you want to add and supercharge the conventional approach with some holistic approaches and nutrition, you know that what you eat is important. You have a bookshelf with some recipe books on that are good. You maybe listen to other podcasts that are in the health space and mindset and all of that kind of thing. You feel like you've probably made some good changes to your diet. Maybe you've introduced green smoothies or maybe you know that dairy or gluten or is you know or nuts aren't your friend maybe you've really addressed your relationship with refined sugar and you've really reduced the sugar that's in your diet and you've ditched the diet cokes or the dr peppers or if you're in scotland the iron brew and you feel like you've actually made some really good steps and you do eat vegetables it's not like you know vegetables aren't this foreign food to you you eat fruit and vegetables every day but despite all of this you may be still feel a little bit shit (laughs) just to put it bluntly you still feel tired you still get bloated you maybe still have hormonal issues you still you know that initial change that you saw when you initially ditched gluten or sugar or whatever it is was significant and amazing but you've not really seen that full like that was kind of like 20 percent and you're still living with this 80% of the fatigue, feeling tired, unrefreshed. Maybe it's bloating. Maybe it's the PCOS. Maybe it's the belly fat that will not move. Maybe it's the kind of mental health issues like anxiety and depression. Maybe you really felt like your relation, changing your relationship with sugar and eating less sugar helped with that, but you're kind of at a bit of a stalemate now. Maybe, um, you know, whatever other health issues going on. Maybe it's your thyroid. Maybe when you first, you know, you've been diagnosed with a thyroid issue, you got rid of gluten and you felt a lot better but you still feel that kind of wading through treacle like feeling uh which is all totally normal and this is a problem that I have a lot when I chat to clients um about working with them they kind of come to me a little bit confused they know their diet isn't perfect they know they maybe like gin or wine or sugar or whatever it is there's you know there's something that's not maybe perfect but they feel like they're eating relatively well, but they're still feeling a bit rubbish. And the reason for this would be coming down to today's topic, which is you are what you digest. So I want to talk about this this week because I recently ran my Beat the Bloat Challenge, which if you've not done that, it's awesome. You should make sure you um, stay tuned for another one. I've just done one. So to be honest, it's not going to be happening anytime soon because they are a lot of work from my part. Um, and uh, and this is something I talk about in the training and actually conversations I have with women all the time and men as well. But it's really important. We are what we digest. So a lot of the time we have, you are what you eat, so don't eat crap because you'll feel crap. And, you know, that's not bad necessarily. I just don't feel, it's not very accurate. So you are what you digest is a much better kind of approach to have. So For example, you could be like, Kezia, you know, I start my day with a green smoothie or maybe with poached eggs and spinach and onion or whatever. You know, I have my kale in my my smoothie or, you know, I'm eating kale, I'm eating vegetables. But 
if you're not able to digest those vegetables, then you those vegetables could potentially be making you feel crap. I shock a lot of my clients sometimes because I'll actually suggest to clients, especially with more severe digestive issues going on, to avoid vegetables <laughs> almost completely for a period of time, not forever, for a period of time, just because the two fi- the fibrous nature of them can be really irritating to really inflamed digestive systems. These would be people with really severe IBS, or maybe they have an IBD, so an irritable bowel disease going on, like Crohn's, colitis, that kind of thing. You really want to strip that back. And that is because it is so important that we get our digestive system to an optimal place. So, so important. So if you want to know a bit more about this in episode, I think it was 50, I talked about digestion 101. So I'm not going to dive into the real specifics here, but I want, I really felt like I want to talk about this topic because I think it, I think how we, when you really embrace this idea that we are what we digest, it actually totally changes your approach to what you eat, to how you support your hormones, how you support maybe your digestion, how you get rid of things like IBS or PCOS or whatever, S, whatever syndrome um, you may have out there, metabolic syndrome, you know, these kinds of things. Uh, It can make a big difference. So we are what we digest means you could be eating kale and kale is full of nutrients, full of minerals. It's a great, it's a great nutrient dense food. And it's a vegetable, it's got fiber in there. You know, there's a reason it's become so popular. There's kale chips everywhere and kale going in smoothies and kale, kale, kale. So it's a great food to have, sure. But if the whole, but when you take it into your body, if you are not able to almost dismantle it into these tiny little molecules that are the right size to be absorbed through this barrier that is your intestines, so the intestinal lining of your meters and meters, the intestines take up a lot of space in your body. There's a barrier there. You have your epithelial cells and then you break down your kale into these small molecules. They, you want them not too big, not too small, kind of right amount, the right sort of size to pass through this barrier to then get taken to your liver. The liver kind of does a once over on it and to be like, is this safe for the body? Is it, are we all right to let this pass? It'll go through the liver and then the, the liver will go, yep, thumbs thumbs up. This kale has just given us loads of great nutrients. There's been iron in there and magnesium. Great, 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 great. And then it will go whoosh, out to the rest of the body. It'll go to um, your cells to make energy, ATP. It will go to your heart. The magnesium will go all over to your heart. It'll go to your brain. Now that obviously is a more metaphorical, that's not actually the accurate scientific nature of what it does, but that's kind of the journey of what digestion looks like. And if you are eating the healthy food, but you're still feeling crap, chances are is that you've got a disconnect in the in this middle part of you're eating the healthy food, but the result is you're still feeling rubbish. Chances are that actually the process of once that food is in your body, the actual process of digestion is not optimal. So the whole process of digestion is you say you take a lump of kale, you see it, it's in front of you, imagine you're holding it in your hand right now, and then they, you want that lump of kale to basically get into your bloodstream and into your organs. So as you can imagine, there's quite a lot of work that needs to happen from that lump of kale on your plate or in your hand or that apple in your hand or that Twix in your hand or whatever. It's quite a lot of work to get it from that, that form into these really small things that can go through this kind of um, barrier that is your intestines, 
get that can go through your kind of filtration system in your liver and then go out towards the body. There's quite a lot involved. There's a chemical process of digestion. So we have chemicals um, like your stomach acid, your pancreas releases lots of digestive enzymes. You have your bile, which is made by your liver, stored in your gallbladder, which is essential for fat digestion. You have lots of other components, your probiotics, your good bacteria play a role in digestion. So you have this chemical part of digestion. Then you also have a mechanical part. So all around your actual stomach, your the organ of your stomach, you have these layers of different muscles, which help, you know, to churn basically your stomach to get all this food kind of a bit like a washing machine, you know, turning it round. There's that chemical, that not sorry, mechanical part of it. You also have movement of that food, that kind of partially digested food that we call chyme, all through the intestines. That's kind of again then as as it's getting absorbed into the body. There's a whole movement part. You have these different valves opening and closing. One with the esophagus, one into the small intestine. You have your ileal cecal valve. You, you know, there's lot. There's lots of moving parts, guys, <laughs> when it comes to your digestion. And then obviously you need to poop it out. And, you know, pooing is not a passive process. Chewing also, chewing, not a passive process. It's something you've got to do. So there's loads of different parts. And so it's really, really important. I find that people can often just get really frustrated. And when people feel frustrated about the food they're eating versus how they're feeling, they can often then start looking for these quick fixes, these, oh, well, I heard that B12 will help everything or a probiotic that will solve everything in my life. You know, we can look for these quick fixes because we feel frustrated. And what I really want to share in this episode was chances are if you are not feeling great one of the areas, not the only area, but one of the key areas you want to look at and what I will look at with all my clients, whether or not they have digestive symptoms, guys. You know, I work with a lot of people with IBS, horrible digestive symptoms, terrible bowels, all those kinds of things for sure. But I will also look at this, even if someone's like, nah, I don't want to get bloated. My back, go to the toilet once, twice a day. I have no digestive issues. I will still address this process of digestion because it is how we get the nutrients of what we're eating into our body and into our bloodstream. And if that's not optimal, then we're not necessarily able to absorb as much of the nutrients from the awesome food that we are eating. And that can cause a lot of problems because often when we think about vitamins and minerals like um, vitamin C or iron or uh, magnesium, we can kind of often think of them as like, I don't know, nice optional extras, you know, like you know, like you would take a vitamin, a supplement of a vitamin, and it's nice if you're not depleted in your vitamins, but it's not that big a deal. Whereas actually things like magnesium is an, plays an essential role in the kind of chemical reaction that is producing energy. It plays an essential role in your cardiac health. It plays like, it's not like, well, the body's not like, well, if I have magnesium, that would be great. I'm sure we'd find a function for it. But you know, whatevs. The, it, like, it's, a really, it's really important. And it's not just magnesium. It's vitamin C. The body, you know, the body doesn't make vitamin C. The body doesn't, you know, things like iron. These are essential parts. And the body is super adaptable. It can manage and it's always, it is wired to survive. So if you're not getting enough iron, if you're not getting enough magnesium, the body will figure it out to a certain degree. Obviously, I'm sure many of you have been to the doctors where you're like, oh, I'm so tired. And the doctor's like, uh, your iron is in the floor. And you're like, oh. And then you start taking iron, you start eating iron rich food like liver and green veggies and you're like whoa <laughs> I feel so much better I remember that I recently had a baby so about eight months ago and lost loads of blood in the uh in the delivery like many mums do and uh I, 
I um, started to take like several different forms of iron. And I was like, whoa, oh yeah. And I, when I didn't take it for a few days, I was like, oh. And then I would take it again and be like, oh yeah, my body really needs this. So vitamins and minerals are really essential for you to feel good. And digestion is a really important part of that process. So I suppose this today's episode is really a question of, you know, if you're not feeling how you want to feel, how is your digestion? And some of you will have digestive issues, say bloating, say reflux, indigestion, um, you only poop once a week, you or maybe you poo like four or five times a day and you never really feel like you're finished or done or emptied or like it just feels like a drama. It's uncomfortable. At the end of the day, you're sore, you're bloated, you've got cramps, you maybe got reflux. That means you have to like basically go to sleep propped up in pillows. I had a client once that basically had to sleep sitting up and their reflux was so bad. They just got to the point where they couldn't really sleep that well anymore. They couldn't really lie down and it was completely debilitating. So there'll be a bunch of you listening to this in that camp. But then also some of you will be like, well, I get a bit bloated, but not don't it's not major, it's not a big issue, Kezia. And I poo every other day, like whatever, it's not really a drama. But maybe you have things like PCOS going on, maybe endometriosis, maybe you actually are really struggling with depression and you're really struggling to see that shift. And we know, I've talked before, I think it was on episode... 56 about depression and anxiety. Um, We know that we produce serotonin in our gut. So if you are feeling mm, depressed and you're not feeling, you know, your mental health is suffering, it's probably got a lot to do with your digestion, even if you're not feeling bloated all the time, just because so much of our neurotransmitter activity takes place in our gut. So it's really, if if you're feeling really frustrated, then work on your digestion. Just want to interrupt for a second and give you a heads up. I will. Otherwise, let's get back to the show. Now you might be thinking, well, Kezia, what can I do about my digestion? Well, my friend, <laughs> I've got a couple of really quick tips here. Now, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff I do, most of my podcasts, my website, supernaturallyhealthy.co.uk or supernaturallyhealthy.org, both will send you to the same place you there's tons of information about digestion about gut health about supporting that loads like loads of information so a couple of things that you can do number one is chew your food better and I I mean I am constantly working on this myself I but like we talked about chewing is that mechanical digestion you're beginning that mechanical that movement of digestion also in your mouth you've got some secretion of digestive enzymes as well going on like amylase and so you want the food to be in your mouth long enough in order for that to kickstart that digestion to get it things chewed up into a, a small amount to get that digestive kind of secretions going to begin that process and i mean i am just as bad at this but I know a lot of us just wolf food down we just kind of go like one two swallow one two swallow one two swallow was I really want you to think next time you eat a meal just count how many chews you would do normally when you were eating and then just think about extending that try say you maybe you do three chews and then swallow try going for five or six chews and then swallow just to be mindful of that so that's number one chewing your food i know it's not very sexy i know it's not like a supplement you can buy but it's free and it's a really helpful thing to do otherwise we're just wolfing down our food too fast so that's number one chewing your food Number two is breathing before you eat. I know that sounds weird because we breathe automatically, but taking a little bit of time. So say you have a busy day and by the time you get to lunchtime, 
your morning has just been a bit hectic. Maybe you're like me and you have kids, so you're up at six and you've done like a trizillion things by eight o'clock. Maybe you have been in the office, maybe you've got a deadline, maybe you've done a presentation, maybe you commute a lot for your job and you've already, like you left the house at like 3am to get on a plane to get to blah and you're in a meeting and then by lunchtime you're like, whatever it is. Maybe you're a combination of all of the above. Uh, Take just a couple of minutes. Now I love really thinking about, you know, back in the day, traditionally we'd often say grace before a meal. We, you know, I don't know what the traditional thing is, but there would be like a prayer you would say to say thanks for your dinner. We always had a funny one growing up that was a bit silly. But actually, I think that's a really nice approach to have. It helps to slow down your breathing. So if before, say, lunch, you've had a hectic day, you literally take 10 seconds. You don't need to spend hours doing this just to go, take some deep breaths and just spend a couple of minutes being thankful and grateful for the food you have just it doesn't need to be deep it doesn't need to be super serious just some deep breaths and just think I'm so grateful that I have food so readily available to me that food you know isn't a struggle that I can afford whatever it is I have and thinking you know you can go as deep or as shallow on this as you like but it's so powerful and what that process will do is actually shift your nervous system and get your nervous system into a parasympathetic state. And that's the state we digest optimally in. If you're trying to digest food in a go, 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 I'm on the go, I'm on the go, I've got so much to do, I'm picking up the kids, I'm really stressed, I've got this, I've got this. If you are trying to eat a meal in that stage, your body isn't thinking, um, your body is focused on survival, it's focused on producing kind of adrenaline, it's focused on fight, flight and freeze. It's not going to channel its energy into digestion. And digestion is a pretty... Uh, it's a pretty energetic process. It takes a lot of the body's energy actually just to digest food. So it's going to divert some of that energy away from digestion and into keeping you on the go. So it's really important that you flick the switch. I talk about this with my clients, flick the switch from go, go, go mode into, okay, lunch. Thank you for this wrap. Thank you for this salad. I'm so lucky that I can go into a shop and pick a lunch and sit and eat it for five minutes. I'm so thank you. And you can, if you believe in God, you can say thank you to God. If not, just generally cultivate gratitude. And I think, like, guys, I, I'm not saying you need to sit and meditate for five minutes before you eat dinner. No. I'm literally saying take 10 seconds. 10 seconds just to go, you know, you can do it as a family of just, ah, thank you for this meal. Thank you, whoever made it, whether it's a person or a delivery service. Thank you, this food. Thank you that we have each other thank you for this day. Thank you. I mean, if you get really stuck, you can just thank God or the world or the universe that you have air to breathe and a heart that beats. That's all. If I'm having a really struggling day, I'll always go back to these basics of I have air to breathe and my heart is still beating. Those, that is enough to be grateful for. And you might be like, what's this got to do with digestion? This really helps to optimize your digestion again, because your body shifts nervous state and you send a message to your body that it's safe. You send a message to your body that it can start to channel its energy into producing stomach acid, into doing all these different things that are involved in optimal digestion. So that's number two. Um, Number three, which can be really, really helpful is, is to do a fast overnight. And you might be thinking, what? Kezia, the F word? Fasting? Now, 
before you fly off the handle. This is actually really easy. When you go to bed, you're fasting. Hence, break fast breakfast. So you say you go to bed 11, you have breakfast half seven. You're already fasting between 11 and half seven. So that's what maybe if you're sleeping eight hours, you're getting about a minimum of eight hours fast. So what you want to try and do is just slowly start to extend this to ideally about 12 hours, meaning you'd finish eating your dinner, say by half seven, then you don't eat anything until half seven the next day. Really simple. Now, for some of you now, depending on shift work, that might be trickier, but I just, it's really being mindful of giving your digestion a break. That's what we're talking about here is overnight. If you can give your digestion 12 hours of not having to do this intensive process of breaking down food into easy molecular forms of using chemicals and me- the mechanic, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a hectic process for the body to do. If you can give your body a break for 12 hours, up to 12 hours, then that can be so helpful for your digestion digestion and helping it heal, but also in terms of helping with your insulin resistance. So if you're struggling with belly fat, this can be a really helpful thing for that because it can support um, helping kind of resensitize your cells to insulin, which is really important. It's really helpful for your own body's kind of detox pathways. It can often deepen sleep. If you're eating a, like a meal at like 10 o'clock, half nine, and then you're going to bed, that's actually not going to help you to have that real quality of sleep. It often can, because your body's actually doing this active process of digestion and it can really interrupt sleep often. So it's got loads of benefits to doing it. It can help with weight loss, but equally, if you're not wanting to lose weight, it, this isn't going to, it's not some drastic thing that's going to mean you lose ridiculous amounts of weight because you're still obviously having your three meals a day and maybe a snack. You just not eating just before going to bed basically you really want to give yourself at least three hours from your meal to bedtime ideally four so for example last night I um was out and I was leaving the house at seven so I'd finished all my eating for the day by seven and then I didn't have breakfast today until about eight o'clock so it does take a little bit of getting used to because I used to be a total 9 p.m., half nine, just have a little snack time because I'd be hungry. But I, what I actually learned is if I'm hungry at nine o'clock at night, it's because I've not eaten enough in the day. So for me now, if I get hungry at night, I will just eat as well if I'm genuinely hungry because um, I'm still breastfeeding and sometimes I don't quite eat enough. But it's often, if I'm constantly hungry at night, it's because I need to eat more during the day. I need to eat more for breakfast, especially eat more for lunch, eat more for dinner and maybe have a snack. So for me at the moment with breastfeeding, I have three meals a day and normally one snack in the afternoon at about three o'clock because I have a really early lunch or I might have, and I might have another snack in the morning. It depends, but I keep it all within a 12 hour eating window so I can have a 12 hour fasting window at night. And that's a really easy free strategy that you can do that not only helps your digestion, but it can also really support your um, immune system, detox pathways, hormones, help with belly fat, all of that sort of stuff. So those are some three really easy steps that you can do to support your digestion. There's loads more information on my website. Again, you can go to episode 50 as well, where I talk about optimal digestion. You can just search digestion in to my website. I'll also link to some other really great great posts about fermented foods and IBS and what's going on um, to really help. But I would really encourage you, if you're feeling frustrated and stuck in your health and you just don't know what to do, you don't know how to make progress, then I would really consider working on optimizing your digestion because you are what you digest. So you could be eating all the healthy food, but if you're not digesting it well, then it's not, it, it's not going to be doing you good. And a great example of this is the whole debate around dairy 
So um, lots of people are like, dairy's good, dairy's bad. You know, actually dairy is got dairy has lots of great nutrients in if you're getting good quality dairy. So your average pasteurized, homogenized dairy that you get from the shop and the supermarket, I would call that junk food. But your kind of organic, ideally raw milk can be a great source of nutrients. Raw butter, maybe that made into kefir or homemade yogurt. I used to make my own cream cheese back in the day because I used to source my milk directly from a farm raw milk from there and that is a great source of nutrients so the nutrient status of that food was good but because my digestion was so poor I wasn't digesting that food well so that nutrient dense healthy food was becoming toxic and inflammatory to my body so I had to not eat it so this is where often a lot of the confusion comes in because people are like well you know beans and pulses are really good but if you're not digesting them you're not getting any of the goodness from them so you are what you digest and if you know Kezia you've just like read my life out loud and you are ready to and you're just feeling stuck and you're fed up and you don't really know what to do then do head over to my website and check out the work with me page I have um, a 14-week program called the belly program where we really look at supporting your digestion getting your energy back getting your hormones on balance and we dive deep it's a private one-to-one consultation um, and it's and honestly it's phenomenal I've got a client um, at the moment who came to me and was really struggling just with constipation had been constipated for years was tired wanted to lose a bit of weight bloated a whole bunch of other stuff some hormonal issues those kinds of things and literally within probably we're like five or six weeks now in um into our program and she's pooping fine no drama no bloating feeling great energy better hormones are starting to balance honestly when you optimize digestion you can start to feel better so much quicker than you imagined really really can Um, and this is also if you have hormonal issues as well this is a great place that so anyway if you're interested if you know you're ready to take the next step you are sick of trying to stab in the dark alone grasping at straws that you google then come and work with me in my online um, nutrition practice otherwise thank you for your time thank you uh, I just take a bit of time to be proud of yourself for investing in your health, for going against the grain, going against the norm and actually investing and realizing that what you eat is important and that investing in yourself means that you can serve the world in so in a much greater and more powerful way. When you get your digestion healthy, when your energy is optimal, when you really look after yourself, honestly, you can get on with living your life and do beautiful things in the world. So thank you for joining me. If you have any questions, you can get in touch at either Instagram or Facebook. Both of those are under, you can just search for Supernaturally Healthy and follow me there. Otherwise, I'll see you next week for another episode. Sending you lots of love. Bye.